Hi, I'm Rafael Esarn, and you're listening to the Quick Pit Podcast. Welcome back to the Quick Pit Podcast. You made the second segment on today's show, where we'll having, be having a news segment, but also kind of a discussion segment on some Hot topics right now in the NASCAR. Yeah, so we've got some, there's been a little bit of controversy stirred up this week. And also, we just, we are unhappy with some things. So we're going to go over some some of the new stuff. So let's start it right off with Kevin Harvick. Connor, do you see, did you see what Kevin Harvick announced today that he will be doing? He'll be running the truck series for David Gillen Racing. And I must say, a very nice looking truck yes. hunt brothers pizza um by the way i'd love to try hunt brothers pizza i don't think they're around here no i think they're more out west we're located on the east coast yes um he will also be running the coda road america and indianapolis road course races in the xfinity series with uh stewart haas uh number unannounced yeah, so, I just don't like how these NASCAR Cup drivers are going these different levels. I, I don't like it. I feel like they should be stuck in this Cup Series. They're in the Cup Series. They're not going to race other series of NASCAR where, you know, you're taking wins away from people that can make the playoffs. That's what you're really doing to them. You know, you had Kyle, Busch, you'd Kyle Busch race in the Truck Series last week. Um, didn't win. We'll get but to like, in a minute. Didn't win, but, like, he had all the spotlight. All the spotlight, and you're not giving like the TVs are having all the spotlight on Kyle Busch because he's in the Truck Series. I'm guessing this will happen for Kevin Harvick too. But you have like this Truck Series. You're supposed to be showing the people that race in the Truck Series, like John Hunter Nemechek, like Ben Rhodes. You have to be showing those guys on TV, not some guy that's already in the Cup Series that will get his TV time on Sunday. I think, well, it's the Kyle Busch rule in effect. So. I forget. It was um, until like 2007 or 2008. Um, you could run for points in all three series. And so you would have um, the cup guys winning like every single nationwide, which was the Xfinity series back then race and almost winning the championship, even as full-time cup drivers. And then soon after that, they, um, stop giving points to, to cup drivers, but they uh, still allowed them to run as many races as they wanted. And then finally, I think it was two or three years. I need to check the dates on all of these, but recently they instituted what's basically the Kyle Busch rule, which is that you have to declare for points and you cannot run more than, I think it's like five races in any series lower than you. So that also is the reason why drivers like Cody Ware and the Rick Ware Racing drivers, even though they're running full-time this year, and Timmy Hill, even though they're running most of the schedule this year, that's why they're not declared for points and they don't get points for the races because that way they're able to run as many races as they want in the lower series. So I believe that Cody Ware and Timmy Hill have technically declared for truck points this year, even though they've run like maybe one truck race between them. So that way they can run as many truck races, as many Xfinity races, and as many cup races as they want. So it's 
in that aspect, I think I don't mind it because these guys are picking the races they want to run and they're not just running every single Xfinity and truck race at Kentucky or, you know, they can run stuff that means a lot to them or it gives them still the ability to get practice at a track. Yeah. And that's what I was saying, like thinking too, because these cup drivers, like if they go to like Coda, as Kevin Harvick's going to be doing. So what is he going to be doing? He's going to be getting practice time to have an advantage on Sunday, which I just feel like is not fair. And just, they need to really fix something or like, you can set a rule. Like if you're top, if you're top 20 in points in NASCAR, you're not allowed to race any other series. Like, was that, right, like, let me ask you a serious question. I feel question like here. I feel like lower teams such as Timmy Hill can be allowed to run these other things, other series. But people like Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, they're just too good, and the teams are too good, and it's taking away TV time, the spotlight of other drivers. It's taking it's giving them advantage on Sundays. It's just I don't feel like it's fair. Let me ask you this, Connor. If Alex Bowman had announced today or announces tomorrow that he will run Coda, Indianapolis Road Course, and Road America in the eight car for Junior Motorsports, what would your reaction be? Would you be bashing it like you are right now? Or would you be thrilled because Bowman would be getting more practice time at tracks he's never run at? I I wouldn't be mad at Bowman. I'm not mad at Kyle Busch or Kevin Hartway. They're doing smart. They're getting practice. If Alex Bowman would do that, I'd be mad at NASCAR because NASCAR, yes, Alex Bowman's top top twenty in points. I feel like feel like he can't be getting an advantage just as much as Kyle Busch. So I would not be happy with that, even if so he did. Like I'll be happy be, that Alex Bowman's game practice. Sure, any fan would be, but I wouldn't be happy in NASCAR. They they're still allowing drivers. You'd be happy that he was doing it and that he'd get benefit from it, but you would not like the rule in and of itself. Yeah, I don't like the rule at all. I don't care who it is. It could be Noah Grayson, Alex Bowen, or it could be Kevin Harvick and Ben Ritz. I just don't care. Like, okay. the, the rule just needs to go. Um, yeah. I think – You could use something where you have a rule that, like, allows lower teams to do it, but I feel like that's good because they could – like, the lower teams, they're not going to be really competing for championships in either of the series. So The problem would be um, distinguishing between the two because – Maybe you do something where, I don't know, if you have more than, say, five starts at that track, then you can't do it because then you would assume at that point that you've run that track enough that you know what you're doing there. And in that case, this would be perfectly legal because all four of these tracks, dirt and trucks and the three road courses are new to Harvick. And so I think... They they could do something where they can allow Cup Series drivers to race at places that they've already raced in a career, but they shouldn't be allowed to go race at a dirt track or go race like what Kevin Harvick's doing. It's smart on his part, but I'm not happy with NASCAR at all about this because he's gained advantage over the other NASCAR drivers. But not every NASCAR cup driver can go race in Xfinity and trucks on the weekend before at a new track. It's, it's just not cool. Okay, I think – I also think that for the dirt race especially, like – Aside from so many guys in the Cup Series haven't really raced dirt, right? Yeah. I think in this case, Harvick taking practice is actually a good thing, and it might prevent a stupid mistake, right? So if Harvick gets to practice, gets to run all the practice for trucks and qualifying for trucks and then the race, 
I mean, more power to them, and it might benefit the race in that there's not because honestly, you and I both know. I mean, at this point, we're assuming it's going to be a mess. It's going to be wildly entertaining, but also from a racing standpoint, it'll just be a just. It'll I be. I don't think the drivers are going to be too happy after that race, but NASCAR will be so happy because they get all this TV ratings and views. Yeah, well, Fox. I honestly don't know how much NASCAR actually likes this. Um, they might not like it at all, but TV companies rule NASCAR now, so. Yep, which is why in a couple of years we'll be watching the races on Peacock. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's what our that's what my thought is on the whole Cup Series drivers taking advantage in the lower series. We have we hit a very big milestone today on Twitter. We have officially hit 200 followers on Twitter. 200. We started the, we started Twitter late November, 2020, and we already have over 200 followers. Crazy. Very very impressive. Thank you so much, guys. Um, we're trying to keep keep growing this and and. Um, we've got some more fun stuff coming up. Actually, I think we should debut that this in this segment. Connor, you want to start the the trivia this week? Sure. All right. All right. So we'll do this right now. So we're going to start putting a trivia question in the second segment of each episode. We will not be posting the question on Twitter. So, and Connor, you should put a tweet out this evening. You have to DM your answer. Yeah, you have to listen to hear the question. And then we'll put a put a box up each week, a tweet up each week for you to respond. Uh, just it'll say something like respond to this week's uh, question here. Um, we'll give a shout out to anyone who gets the correct answer. And then if uh, I don't know how we'll define enough, but if we get a lot of people responding to them, we might start doing a giveaway of some sorts. Um, for the the correct answer or like picking a winner from all of the correct answers. So um, with that being said, the very first trivia question is Mellow Yellow, the soft drink company, uh, sponsored NASCAR for a long time in the 90s with Kyle Petty in the 42 car. When was the last time they sponsored a race? Uh, I want the year and the driver. Year in the driver. Last time Mellow Yellow sponsored a cup car. Yes, so DM me on Twitter if you have the correct answer. No, don't no DM Connor. Just put a Twitter box up. Put a okay. tweet up for them oh, yeah, to re- respond to. And then you will get a shout out if you get get the correct answer. I should, Connor. You're able to see tweets that are edited, right? Yes, I can see that. So none of you guys be. We will discredit any edited tweet. Yes. So uh, don't try and game it like that. So once again, when was the last time year and driver that Mellow Yellow sponsored a cup car? All right. Um, With that being said, um, Kyle Busch might have the book thrown at him in a couple of days, who he pretty much, I mean, he didn't technically say it, but he said it. He had a flat tire at the Vegas truck race. Um, 
that he was running in, probably just because it's his hometown, home track. And had a flat tire, was on the apron, no caution came out. So he spun out. Caution comes out. And he didn't spun out. He spun out on purpose. Make that clear. Yes. Spun out on purpose. And so, honestly, I think what you do there, and this, I've seen a lot of, this is the idea I like the most, but it's also the most difficult to enforce because um, it would be so hard. It would be a judgment call, and we know how NASCAR does with judgment calls, and I don't think we want to wade back into that territory. But if it's that, if that happens, don't throw the caution. Yeah, if, if there's a single car spin that's on the apron, you shouldn't call it, throw the caution in to begin with. And you go look back on the replay. He's going down straight away. He's all fine. It's, it's The tire's already gone. And all this, there's, no, there's no debris. That wasn't for the caution. And then you could see his hands as the camera's on him, just turns it right, and he spuns out right on the apron. Yep. So, I mean, that would be my favorite, the best one I I've seen. The best alternative, basically, if they're on the apron and they spin out and they're not in the way of anything, just like at a road course, if someone spins out into the grass, as long as they're able to turn it around, typically the caution won't come out unless it's late in the race and someone other than Chase Elliott is leading, then the caution will come out. Yeah, if if there is if there is a if there's another alternative I would have, it would be start finding the teams for that. If, it, if you know it's clear and concise, which I think that was, you can go go find them. Go find them because they, they threw out a caution that didn't need to be there. The problem is with Kyle Busch in a truck race where he can't be docked points and he gets fined, what, $25,000? He's probably one of the richest drivers in the sport. I mean, two championships, 50 wins. Um, it's been successful for 15 years. Their starting position, too. In the cup race. Well, if you spin out on purpose, next race, you start at the back. Yeah, just they got to have something. They got to have a punishment in place because odds are nothing's going to happen here to Kyle Busch unless they choose to, like, make an example out of him. So it's not like he's really going to get punished. And even if he does, they can't do much because it's not the series he runs for points in. So, So, I believe – well, there was the tire test last week, and um, Kozlowski, Truex, and Elliott ran at Coda testing Goodyear tires. And uh, it sounds really cool. I've seen some of the videos of them going around. You should go look for those if you haven't already. It looks like Kozlowski said it's, it's very fast, and then there's, there's very fast parts, and then there's heavy braking zones, which will certainly produce some exciting, exciting events. Yes. All right, with that being said, we will move on to the third segment of today's show. We will preview the racing at Phoenix. That's coming up next on the Quick Pit Podcast.
Welcome back to the Quick Pit Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan, alongside a very tired Connor. <laughs> and uh, we're here to record here on Monday night. So um, baseball season is starting, and so our schedules might get a little bit busier. So we'll, hopefully we'll still be able to record. But yes, we're, probably gonna start, we're probably going to start pre-recording some segments, such as like the preview for a race. So we'll start working on that. But Ethan, you want to tell them about the 50 listens idea? Yeah, so we're going to start doing this for every 50 listens an episode gets. We'll give away 164 to one of our followers on Twitter. So go follow us on Twitter if you have not already. Closing in on 200. We're at, what is it right now, Connor? 194? 195 the last time I looked. All right. So, yeah, so we'll start. We're now at 196. 196. That We are very close. So make sure you uh, give, obviously, if you're hearing this, you are giving it a listen, but send it to other fans, other friends you think might like the show and get them to follow. And who knows, you might get a 164 of your favorite driver. So um, what was the other thing? Oh, yeah. Yesterday um, for Vegas, we had asked you to pick the winner and we'd give you a shout out. So Connor... Who are the two people that picked Kyle Larson correctly yesterday? Yes, we had two people that we had our first ever winners who picked the correct winner for a race. And those were the first guy was LSTN NSCRFN. His at is Faye underscore capital L S capital T N capital S C capital R F capital N. Long username there. Go check him out. He got the correct. He picked the right winner, and the also the second correct winner goes to Rose Chadwell. Her at is Chadwell Rose, so go check her out too. All right, you want to get right into the the breakdown, or do you want to lament about Alex Bowman first? What he had a great day. He got stage points, and then uh, you know he you know he could have well he did the right thing by letting Alfredo go. I don't know why Alfredo went didn't go to the top, but. It's another conversation that we had, but that was almost a brutal yeah. wreck. Well, but you know, Bowman, like he did the right thing. He took the penalty, even though he like he missed Alfredo, but had to take a penalty. I was saying NASCAR should let it slide just because he missed a huge collision. Was it commitment line? Yeah, it was, and he had two of his tires over, and he was going to turn down. Alfredo was going right underneath him, so I thought NASCAR should be generous and let it slide just because he didn't cause a huge wreck and had to take a penalty because he didn't cause a huge wreck, which, you know, doesn't make a little sense, but that's yeah, yeah. what he had another day. Bowman got enough stage points that he got more points than everyone all the way up through 17th place, Michael McDowell. So in essence, it was a, a top 20 points day, even though he finished 27th. Another guy who had a, a, a bad day, was Bubba Wallace, and honestly, I think this team was way overhyped. And I, I, I know we said this before the season, but I think Bubba and, and MJ and, and that whole team hyped themselves up too much. Yeah, I agree. They, look, it's still early. They'll show what they have. So let's get into the top 10 here, coming in 10th. Speaking of Bubba Wallace, the guy who replaced him in the 43 car, Eric Jones, what a great run for him. He had a stellar run today, 
Actually, in the top 20, there were a lot of surprising runs. Ryan Priest and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. both got top 15s. So really decent day for the underdogs. And, and once again, all the parody that we've been seeing is once again showing itself. And, and I think I think we're going to see some surprise winners. I would not be surprised if a JTG car wins a race this year. They've had a lot more speed than they have the last couple of years. And same for Eric Jones in that I think Richard Petty Motorsports has got the most talented driver they've had in a while in Richard Jones. Richard Jones. Eric Jones. <laughs> yes, they're coming in ninth. Uh, number 22, Joey Logano, Penske. Um, I think it's a good run through him. I thought he could get a top t- five. He won here last year, and I thought he could at least get a top five. But, you know, a top ten at the end of the day, solid for Logano. Yes, in eighth place, William Byron, coming off his win last week at Homestead. Another solid run. He led 25 laps. He looks – I th- he's really breaking out. I think this is his breakout year. Yeah, and I think a lot of people agree with you on that. Coming in seventh, another winner winner this year, Christopher Brown, the 20-card, keeps, just keeps impressing. We all knew he'd be good. He's a great driver, and he's just in really good equipment. You know, you can't really say that it's like a surprise because of what the equipment is in, he's talented. So, you know, solid run for him. In sixth place, Martin Truex Jr., just a solid run for him. He's really been the only Toyota to show, like, a ton of speed so far, you know? Yeah. Like, like I think he's been the most consistent Toyota so far this season. Yeah, and, and- then go, go on into the top five and – I think a lot of people picked to win, including Ethan, Ryan mm-hmm. Blaney in the 12 car for Penske. Uh, you know, top five, he was a threat there all day, but kind of fizzled out there at the end. And um, But, you know, solid run for mine. I think we all knew he would be a contender to win this race, and he showed that throughout the race. Denny Hamlin led a lot of laps. Got, I think, no, he did not win a stage. Um, and he just was there all day. And honestly, I don't know if you noticed this, but him and Martin Truex Jr. are getting a little chippy on the track. And um, would not be surprised if they run into each other here in the next couple of weeks, which would be very interesting to see. Yeah, and then Hamill's teammate coming in third, Kyle Busch. Great run for him, especially this year. He has not had a top 10 to start the year, but we all knew he gets top 10s and top 5s. But coming in third, you know, he... I don't think he really wasn't good all race. He, you know, he kind of sneaked in there at the end and got a top he five. Was, and I don't think a lot of people realize that. He um, was out to lunch. He was not doing not doing great. Um, and I think that that is one of the interesting things. So, like last year is kind of the same thing where he just was not dominating. Like even if he'd get a good finish, it was not a a, um, he was there all day. You know what I mean? It's like, I think now he's, I'm trying to find a way to articulate it. It's like, he's not as dominant as he was. He's not like controlling every race, you know? Yeah. And, and it seems like he's having to fight a little bit more for the good finishes. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of Jeff Gordon, actually, the, the tail end of his career, how he would still get the results. He would still get multiple wins in the season most of the time. 
but he just was not like 90s and early 2000s Jeff Gordon. He was a little – he was still really good, capable of winning championships, but not – you know what I mean? Yep, yep. I think that's a good comparison. And in second place, Brad Kozlowski, the, the number two car in second place, and he was probably at the end at least the only guy who had somewhat of an answer for Larson, and even that wasn't much. Yeah, Larson, who uh, gets his first win in uh, this season and first one with HMS in that five car. And I think if you go back to the beginning of the year and you say that Larson and William Byron are going to win their first two races for Hendrick, I don't I would think... have said you're crazy. These are the two drivers that we thought would be the other, the worst two. If you can, if you can say worse on Hendrick, I mean, I think both of us would have had them competing for wins, but and maybe even getting or multiple wins, but certainly Bowman and especially Elliot were the top dogs at Hendrick, and especially, I mean, Elliot had shown speed, but I think Elliot's been disappointing. Bowman's ran. About as good as he has the last couple of years. And so I think um, it's just surprising. And I think yeah, it shows think- how strong the Hendrick cars are if the what you would consider the, the worst of the two drivers. Um, although I don't think Larson can be considered the worst of the, the, the worst part of the worst two um, already having wins. Yeah. HMS is back, and like if I look at the beginning of the season here, Gibbs, Penske, and HMS are pretty much running this thing. And then you have Stuart Haas, who has been non-existent this whole season. Non-existent. And you know who looks really stupid right now? Who? The executives at Ford who told Tony Stewart they cannot sign Kyle Larson. The offseason, if you remember, Stewart wanted Larson. They had an opening for the 14 car. He said Ford did not want him to sign Kyle Larson. And listen to this. Kevin Harvick is their top running car this week in 20th. He started on the pole. Next one's Chase Briscoe in 21st. Next one is Cole Custer in 41st and 25th. And an Eric Almarola who hits the wall every race in 38th. I think that this might be Almer. He has that sponsorship money, though, so who knows? He might be able to hang on to a top ride. I think that the. I think that see, Chip Ganassi was just holding Larson back. Just the way that, that Matt Kenseth, the former champion, ran last year in that equipment, the way that Ross Chastain, a very high or a very talented prospect is running so far this year. I think the 42 car now seems much further behind the one car. And it begs the question, how much Kurt Busch is elevating that equipment in the one car as well? Because when Jamie McMurray there is a very average car as well. And so it makes you wonder just how good Chip Ganassi equipment is and how much the fact that, just seeing how quickly Larson has become so good in the Hendrick car. I mean, you could say he's been, he's had a chance at a win in each of the first four races this year. And, um, and three of them are speed tracks too. And, and I honestly think he would have won Daytona road course if he was a little bit more patient. 
Um, and so I think I think for every win that Larson gets this year or in Hendrick equipment, it will expose just how much more how much he was keeping that program afloat at, at Ganassi and how how just how good that car he was compared to the car because now it'll remain to be seen how well Chastain does this year in a full season in that equipment, but just comparing it to Larson's last full season with Ganassi in 2019, albeit that was before Chevy had the Camaro figured out. I mean, you could see a drop off of 10, 10 to 15 spots in the championship standings because that's how good Larson elevated it to just by talent alone elevated what should be a high tier mid pack car to, to a round of eight appearance to a, a, almost a championship contender. And now I think, I think this could be a very potent combination Hendrick and, and Larson. And I would not be surprised if he surpasses Chase Elliott in terms of performance over the next couple of years. And I wonder how long it's going to take for sponsors to hop on with Larson. I say two weeks. If he keeps performing like this, it could be next week. We never know. But he's too good not to have a sponsor. Yeah, and I think money, unfortunately, in in today's world, money controls pretty much everything. And and that's what what really speaks. Like with uh, my own Washington football team, it wasn't the opinions of the owner or of the, the ownership or the league that caused them to change the name. They didn't change it because they thought it was wrong or, or racist, which I think it was. And I, I agree with them on their move to change the name, but it was rather the companies that sponsored them pulling their sponsorship. That's when they chose to change it. And so I think as soon as companies realized that, um, that there's a lot of money to be made by sponsoring Larson, they'll come in, they'll come in droves. And I mean, how can you not have a championship contender sponsored, unsponsored? You know, it's like, how, how, how can you not have a Hendrick car at least sponsored for some races? Yes. Although that paint scheme that he ran yesterday, top notch. And I hope, I hope they keep whoever they get to sponsor is able to keep that, that paint scheme around. Imagine if farmers came back and sponsored. They don't have the right. Well, they do have the right blue. That would be interesting. Or um, I was thinking who could be some sponsors to come join that you would have heard of. I mean, Farmers is one. You could have uh, Pepsi come back. Pepsi came back. You could have who the Pepsi Five car. Mm-hmm. Boy, that would be nice. Well. Hold on, hold on. We got to go over our um, our predictions before we go. Connor is like exhausted. I can't speak for you necessarily, but <laughs> yeah, it's we have to start pre-recording some segments because we're actually going to be splitting this recording one night on two nights so throughout the whole podcast. It's just it's gonna be a rough week, but we gotta get through it. So, yes, what so you, we'll go to trends and flukes. So, Ethan. What are they this week? I am looking over my notes right now. And all right, first, number one, I really should prepare more for this trend or fluke. 
The Stuart Haas Racing struggles to start the season. Trend. They, Trend? Yes. As a whole, yes. I feel like Kevin Harvick could get – he's not going to win to begin the season. And especially if he's running like this. And, you know, I don't think Paul Custer's going to do any better as he should – you know, he's not done anything since he's came here. I said forget it. Really, I guess you can call it lucky win. And then you have, you know, Almarola who seems to just not be that good, but it's just kind of getting a top ride because of the sponsor deal. And then you have Chase Briscoe's going to, I feel like it's going to take some time. And I don't feel like he's going to get a win until at least, even not next year, even like later in the season, like late in the season. I just feel like it's too early for him. And I don't think, I think they struggled to begin the season. I disagree with you. I think that this is just a little blip on the radar. And I think um, we'll have to revisit this in two weeks after um, Phoenix and Atlanta, because Phoenix and Atlanta are some of Harvick's best tracks. And in general, Stuart Haas has run there, run well there as well. You know, like last year, Clint Boyer ran really well at, at Atlanta. You know what I mean? And yeah. so I think in two weeks, we'll revisit this. And I would not be surprised if we'll be talking about back-to-back Kevin Harvick wins. So I think it's a fluke. It's just they've had some bad luck. I mean, Almirola, he crashed at um, – he had a flat tire – last week or er, at Vegas. And that's really not his fault. He had, uh, he was involved in that massive wreck at Daytona. That's not his fault. I mean, last week when he destroyed Ryan Blaney, trying to, to clear him at, at Homestead, that was his fault. But you know what I mean? It's like not all the incidents so far have been his fault. And so I think he'll settle in as well. He'll just be consistent. Eric Almarola and I think everything will be fine for Stuart Haas in a couple of weeks. All right. Next up on my list, um, trend or fluke, the surprising Chevy teams, the, the 43 and JTG. Is their success so far a trend or a fluke? I think it's going to be a trend. I don't think they'll be as good as they're running right now, but they'll be pretty close. They can't be any worse than last year. And I really do think just how – early it is and how many like they've run all types of tracks road courses super speedway mile and a half and i think they will have some solid speed and they could contend for top 15s i would agree with you i think that eric jones is much more talented than his equipment and he'll be able to drag that car to some better performances i don't think they'll be a play i don't think either of these any of these team will, teams will be playoff teams necessarily but I think they will be much better than last year, all three of them. And then finally, our third and final um, topic, I guess, of this week's segment of Trend or Fluke. We have the, oh, where is it? Where'd it go? 23 car Bubba Wallace. How they've run. Is that a trend or a fluke? Luke, just because it can't be any worse than they've done so far. Um, I still believe they can be better, and it's a new team, and we have to give them time, just like Trackhouse. And I can't can't judge them or make a statement on how they'll run 10 races from now. Just I can't make that this early because they've only run four races, and, you know, one was like an engine problem that they'll figure out back in the shop. The other one was like a super speedway. The other one was a road course, which Bubba stinks at. 
So you just can't 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 say that they'll be this bad the whole entire season. I will disagree with you in a sense. I don't think I'm gonna kind of walk the line here. I don't think they'll be as bad as they have been so far. However, I think that they will not be as good as they've said they are. You well, know? Yeah, I think we can both agree that they won't be what they think they are. Being like, they were pretty much saying they're going to be a Joe Gibbs type race car, just like the fifth one there, which I don't think they'll, they'll be close to. I saw I saw a quote that basically said um, to everyone who has said that Levine Family Racing left the sport. Don't worry, they're still here. They just renumbered to 23. And I think even though it was a joke, I think that it's it's very accurate in that. And by the way, I, I know I stole that from someone. I just don't know <laughs> who it was. So whoever said that, giving credit to you without giving credit, I guess. Um, but I think that's a very accurate description that they'll be able to contend for contend for some top tens i mean i'm sure they'll have runs like christopher bell had at las or las vegas at texas in the fall but honestly and i'm sure this will be bubba's best statistical season of his career but i they're a fringe playoff team and i think it'll take a couple of years that for them to become good they're not be, going to immediately become furniture row point uh, 2.0 and so i think They'll probably settle in, get some top ten, top tens, but typically run like between tenth and twentieth every week, and I think that's what you're going to have to ex- expect from them for at least this first season. It'll take a couple years for them to get this going. Yep. All right. So that concludes trend or fluke. Uh, DM Connor on Twitter if you think there's something you want them. You want us to cover on trend or fluke each week and we will get to we'll wrap up the segment which is going really long so we apologize and sorry connor for making this segment go long <laughs> um gotta make sure he doesn't fall asleep here uh, lastly we'll go over our predictions sadly neither of us has predicted a winner yet correctly although yeah so we actually had for the first time one of the guys we've predicted the whole season has won. Uh, last week, I picked Larson, and he won this week, obviously. But I picked Blaney, finished fifth, so no points for me. And Connor picked Bowman, who finished 27th? Yes, 27th. So maybe next week we'll get some points. Um, but that will conclude the first segment. Coming up next... Connor and I will have a discussion on how to change or fix the playoff system and the qualifying system and everything that's upsetting about NASCAR right now. So that's coming up next on the Quick Pit Podcast. Welcome back to the Quick Pit Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan, and you have made it to the third segment of this week's show where we are going to be previewing Phoenix. So, Connor, what are some of the track details for Phoenix? Phoenix, I guess you could call it a short track. We were here in the last race of the 2020 season where Chase Elliott won the championship and Jimmy Johnson finished his last ride. Um, 
Phoenix such a boring race, not gonna lie. Yep. Just, there's no ever there's not there's never any cautions. It's just laps and it's just I don't know, it's not fun to watch and I feel like it's gonna be the worst race of the season, uh season so far. Yeah, I, I can't agree with you. And I also think it's going to be the first race in which we have a quote unquote normal winner. But it's just over a mile, somewhat unique layout with the dog leg. It's ridiculously difficult to drive in NASCAR heat, and Kevin Harvick dominates. Yeah, but I don't have him winning. I don't know who I've picked yet. So I've, I, I did my research this week, and I have a handy-dandy list of, of drivers here to, to watch out for to put into your fantasy lineup. So first up, Kevin Harvick. Connor, guess how many wins he has? Uh, didn't he win like four straight back then? Something like that. What is it? I'm going to guess six. Higher. Higher? Yes. Nine? Yes. Nine races. Won by Kevin Harvick. That's almost, that's just under a fifth of his, no, wait, he has, he has 54, doesn't he, at this point? Yes. Um, yeah, nine races, 18 top fives, 26 top 10, no, 20, is it, I think it's 25 top 10s, um, and an average finish of 8.9. Yeah, so, um, I would definitely put him in uh, your fantasy lineup. Yes, I would also put uh, Joey Logano in here as he is a pastime winner and won last year in 2020. Two wins for him, six top fives, 13 top tens, average finish of 13.9. Another guy to look out for, Chase Elliott. One win, three top fives, six top tens, average finish of 11.8. Yes, I also look out for Kyle Busch as he has won two races here back in 2019 and 2018. He's got three, actually. Yeah, he's got three. Uh, yeah, 12 top 10 or 12 five, top oh, yeah, fives. Five. Yeah. And then finally, the last guy I have on my list here is Denny Hamlin. Two wins, 14 top fives, 18 top tens, average finish of 11. <laughs> Well, guess what? I have an underdog pick for you. An underdog pick? Kyle Larson wins his second straight. That's not an underdog. Yes, it is. It counts as an underdog just because you won last week. And it's hard to repeat. So this is why I have Kyle Larson because, of course, you have he's on the Jimmy Johnson team that was last year. Jimmy Johnson finished fifth last year. His team finished fifth last year, and when I would say it washed out Jimmy Johnson. And I, Kyle Larson, this is kind of he can he's pretty good on these type of tracks. Coming off a win, I could act, I could see him winning. For all I know, I'll put that down. Um, that's not my pick. That oh, it isn't. No, it's my underdog pick. All right, uh, I would go with for my underdog pick. Um. What constitutes an underdog? 
name someone else. I'll, I can confirm it. You'll veto it? Like a... His, I don't know. All right, fine. Alex Bowman. That's why I like it. Alex Bowman, uh, all the Hendrick cars have shown speed here the last couple, last every year. Time, this is what I'm dreading this weekend. Every time Alex Bowman races at Phoenix, he sucks. And that that's just the team. Like, the car just sucks. And all the other HMS guys are really, really fast. So I'm really hoping that the 88 curse is gone at Phoenix. Like, he is atrocious at Phoenix. I really hope it's not as bad as past years. Um, let me see here. I'm looking for for his stats. But I can't find them. Where is Alex Bowman? Keep talking, Connor, while I find this. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I don't know. It's... There's a lot of I would just have HMS. I wouldn't really have Stuart Haas. I'd more have like Kevin Harvick than Stuart Haas. Um, look at the Penske cars, Gibbs. So Gibbs, Penske, uh, HMS, and Kevin Harvick. I'll look out for. Um, they're all been really really good at this this type of track. So Alex Bowman actually, um, the race that put him on the map for Hendrick. 2016 Phoenix filling in for Dale Jr. He won the pole and led 194 laps. Read the next races. Um, he finished 13th in 2018. The first race, oh, 30th, 35th, 23rd, 14th, 16th. Okay, I get your point. I get your point, but he also obviously has run well here at least once. Um, and the Hendrick cars have been so good. And I don't know. I just, I feel like he's a, he's a decent value pick. Okay. You want to get into picks? I do. Do you want to go first or should I? I think you've gone first the last couple of weeks. So I'll go yes. first here. I'm going to take Kevin Harvick. And that's just because I feel like this is going to be the race. That everything gets back to normal. And um, someone, someone boring and normal. Well, I think Chase Elliott counts as one of the regulars now. Yes, he does. Even though I would not he's say – He's a champion. He counts as a regular. I would not say Chase Elliott winning would be boring, but, like, yeah. he's part of that crew. But I'm still going to take Harvick. I think this is where they sort everything out. He's He gets back – back up to speed and um yeah people will stop talking about Stuart Haas struggling give me Joey Logano I feel like he's gonna get in victory lane this week I agree with Ethan on the regulars are gonna kind of come back and get a win this week I got Joey Logano going back to back oh back to back spring races okay that's a bit of a stretch in terms of back to backs but I see what I see what you're trying to do all right, and um, Connor, do we have any uh, picks on Twitter? No, we didn't. I forgot to put it out. Oh, Connor. We're on our Discord, Discord, though. You tried Discord? Join our Discord. Oh, yeah. Yes, please do. We, we talk about – we're on there t- 
chatting about the races and uh, make sure you spread the Twitter around. Um, I'm starting to order stuff that just uh, got or ordered uh, Bailey Curry, a guy Bailey Curry, um, and a Michael McDowell diecast. I'm starting to put stuff together that can make like a cool desk setup if we ever start putting stuff on YouTube. Um, because I don't really have desk space right now, but maybe sometime in the future. Really want to talk about your desk space. So, if you guys, if you guys like this episode or have any questions or want want us to record something, let me know on Twitter, DM me, or you can go join the Discord and let us know under podcast and ideas. But if that's all, is that all you have, Ethan? I think that's it. I think that this race at Phoenix is going to be a bit boring, but we'll see. Maybe it'll surprise us like Vegas did and be a banger. So let's, let's close it out. Connor, you want to close it out this week? Yeah, Ethan's been struggling the past couple of times. So thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Bowman. Hey, Let's what you guys, let us <laughs> guys think over on Twitter. Share um, this podcast around with your friends, tell your family. And we will see you guys next week on the podcast. Enjoy the race at Phoenix. Yep. See ya.